Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Atlantic Files, brought to you by BasketballSocietyOnline.com and the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. As always, you're joined by myself, my co-host, Mike Bash, and we have a friend of the pod special guest on today. We got Brandon Scoop B. Robinson, a senior writer at Basketball Society, host and and founder of the Scoop B. Radio Podcast. What's going on, Scoop? I'm trying to keep my head above water, man. A source tells me it's about to be a very busy week, so getting ready for it. Oh, I, I bet the, the sources are out. The sources are, are saying all sorts of things this week. <laughs> oh, yeah. But you you got to pick and choose, man. It's been a long season, long playoff, long finals. Glad the draft is over. And once this free agency stuff is over, I'm looking forward to enjoying my 4th of July. Oh, I hear that. Definitely get you some, some needed and deserved time off. But. Uh, yeah, so let, let's actually let's dive into some free agency. We're going to, you know, preview some of this. We got Scoop with some of, as he said, his sources and, and what he sees that's going on. So, uh, Mike, which which free agency you, you want to start talking about first? Because I know <laughs> I know you're you're the excited one over here sending all sorts of Brooklyn Nets getting this Brooklyn Nets getting that. So I'm going to let you choose who you want to start off talking about. I guess we should save the Nets for later. Maybe uh, let's go start <laughs> to the West Coast. Maybe start with the uh, the Los Angeles Clippers. Um, I know they've been linked to Kawhi Leonard. Uh, they're they're kind of like the West Coast Nets with the two open spot spots, the good young core role players. I I I've heard them in linked to Kawhi Leonard, but I haven't really heard you know who else could be linked there. I'm I'm trying to figure out who's a good fit there. Um, Alex, go ahead, Scoop. When you look at the Los Angeles Clippers, I reported back in January uh, that uh, the Clippers and Jimmy Butler, as well as Kawhi Leonard, uh, were a team uh, that w- there was a link 
Um, and when you look at the Los Angeles Clippers team this year, I mean, they, they exceeded a lot of expectations. Uh, I mean, going toe to toe with the Golden State Warriors, uh, they did it without really a lot of fanfare. I mean, their best player is the NBA Sixth Man of the Year in Lou Williams, and um, who who gets who who really plays in reverse. He garners a ton of attention, but he does it off the bench. He comes in and does what he needs to do. Um, as far as now, I reported that on January 12th. A lot has changed since then. Uh, a couple things have changed. One, Kawhi went, Kawhi Leonard, excuse me, did win an NBA championship with the Toronto Raptors. Uh, and, you know, the Toronto Raptors are uh, a team that is interesting, but they also have some issues, too. If Kawhi comes back, uh, Mark Gasol will likely come back. Um, but when you look at the, the, the Los Angeles Clippers, I mean, they're a bunch of guys that can offer you grit and grind. But who's to say that the Toronto Raptors can't offer that for Kawhi Leonard as well? Um, so I think that the Clippers are kind of like that that team, like you said, the, the Brooklyn Nets, uh, who are kind of like the little brother to the more mainstream team, the Nets to the Knicks and the Clippers to the Lakers. Um, they're, they're a quiet storm um, that you still have to pay attention to. Um, so I, I think that this offseason with the Clippers, um, you know, barring any Doc Rivers blunders or misspeaks, uh, I, I definitely the Clippers have to be a team that is on Kawhi Leonard's radar. Yeah, I mean, like like both of you guys are saying, like the Clippers are that team that that's just uh, primed and ready to go for any kind of free agent to come in. I love the fit with Jimmy Butler, especially with the way that the Clippers play defense, and especially with when you have a guy like uh, Beverly with the heart that he plays with. If you put Beverly and Butler alongside each other at the same time. And have someone, you know, that still has the offensive firepower of Lou Will. Uh, I think that's that's just a, a crazy team, just a crazy squad you can put on the floor. Um, I, I always thought it would be funny, though, if the Clippers, like, pulled the okie doke, got all those guys in the trade, and then got Tobias Harris back. <laughs> yeah, that was something I thought of, too. I'm like, you know, Tobias Harris wouldn't be a bad fit there. And, uh, Alex, don't, don't sleep on my boy Landry Schmidt. Oh, I I do wish he was still on the Sixers. There's plenty of times where there's been games, uh, even in the postseason, that I was like, you know, if Landry was here, that'd be big time right now. Yeah, Landry's yeah. cool. Um, and it's funny because the Sixers are still trying to replicate what Landry does. Uh, yeah. I was with um, Ty Jerome, uh, now a member of the Phoenix Suns, drafted by the Suns on draft day. And, uh, he, you know, the Sixers were more one of the teams that he was working out with. And I said to him, hey, you look at your scouting report, there's some people who are, you know, saying that, that the Sixers are trying to replace Landry Shamet with you. What do you make of that? He was telling me how J.J. Redick uh, was really speaking highly of that team. And, you know, but J.J.'s got issues of his own with the Sixers, um, you know, whether he'll come back. But, you know, Landry Shamet is that glue guy that the, the Clippers really found out early. Um, what he brought to the table, uh, particularly you know in the playoffs, he I, I'd be willing to argue that he was their Van Fleet on their team, on the Clippers team. Is that just a Wichita State connection there? I'm just, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Perhaps I mean it's something in the water out there, man. But no, really and truly, um, when I look at that Clippers team, they're definitely a team that is going to be attraction to somebody. You know, you, you, we talked about Patrick Beverly. I'm starting to get in the practice of making sure I put an E in between the L and the Y because somebody tweeted at me today. You, you know, people always forget out that E. Um, but as far as Patrick Beverly, he's a guy that was really that glue guy. I remember Shaq saying uh, on the, during the playoffs, he's like the modern-day Gary Payton, just the amount of, of talking that he does, but he also motivates those that are around him. So, 
you know, Clippers definitely have a gritty team, grinding team, and a team that 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 definitely um, showed the world who they were um, during the NBA playoffs this year. It'll be interesting to see who they actually bring in. Obviously, Kawhi Leonard is their target, uh, and Jimmy Butler as well. They have those two max slots. Yeah. Now, during the draft, there's an interesting pre-draft trade that uh, involved the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Phoenix Suns, and both teams have kind of been linked to D'Angelo Russell in a way. I still don't understand the Suns' move of moving back from 6-11 to to pick up Dario Saric, but Scoop, have you been hearing any reports of maybe D'Angelo Russell to Phoenix or any other free agent point guard? I mean, I don't think Kemba Walker goes to Phoenix. Um, I'm trying to think maybe if there's a second tier point guard that can go to Phoenix. Malcolm I know Brogdon. there's, yeah, I, I know there's rumors maybe like Dinwiddie would have got traded there, but obviously that didn't happen. Any, anything you hearing for uh, Phoenix? Because that that move that they made in the draft just baffles me right now. Well, what I can tell you is, um, you know, folks have asked me uh, where I saw Kyrie Irving going, uh, for example, and you know, obviously if you take him at his word. Uh, the Boston Celtics, you know, if, if they'll have him, he'll be signed. It's, it's, it's on the table. But, you know, he's been linked to Brooklyn pretty prominently. Uh, I reported that first in February. Mainstream media began to pick that up last month. And what I'll tell you is um, don't sleep on Phoenix Suns and their ability to do some things in the offseason. Number one, who wouldn't want to play with an attractive roster of Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton? Uh, Josh Jackson is, is, is a great guy. But at the same time, you know, you, you have uh, a new head coach at Monty Williams and, what I can tell you is, as it specifically relates to the Phoenix Suns, I wanted, I guess, the trainer or the assistant coach that's there um, is um, linked to Kyrie Irving. Uh, he, that particular trainer also used to train Jason Kidd. Um, so, you know, what I'll tell you is, as it relates to D'Angelo Russell, I was actually with D'Angelo on Sunday. Um, and Carl Anthony Towns Sr., father of Carl Anthony Towns Jr., was actually one of the coaches at his basketball camp on Sunday. So Twitter kind of went crazy with that. What I can tell you is um, D'Angelo was, was, was pretty vocal about him liking the borough of Brooklyn, liking the city of New York, um, and, and could see him, you know, see himself um, at least hosting camps for a while. He didn't re- really take too many free agency questions. But what I can tell you um, back in February, I wrote a story where I said D'Angelo Russell saw himself um, living in Manhattan. I can tell you that D'Angelo Russell's apartment is in the Bed-Stuy neighborhood, the nice area of Bed-Stuy in Brooklyn. And when he signed this max contract, a league source shared with me um, that D'Angelo's goal is once he signs a max contract, he'd like to move to Manhattan. So does that mean the Knicks? Does that mean he's commuting from Manhattan to Brooklyn? Well, that Kyrie Irving situation stepped in. So you know, we'll see what happens. He likes New York City. Uh, he played for the Lakers. Uh, he's in Brooklyn. He's a restricted free agent. So any team can match that offer. Uh, I, I think that the I think D'Angelo Russell is like a Plan B in case the Kyrie Irving situation falls through because many people believe um, that you know the Kyrie will go to Brooklyn if he brings somebody with him. Who will that be? Tobias Harris? Will that be Kevin Durant? There there are a lot of factors that are there. So. Tobias Harris could go with Kyrie, but I think that, you know, I think that uh, D'Angelo Russell is playing B. I think, you know, whether D'Angelo signs with the Nets depends on um, if D'Angelo uh, does come back or rather if Kyrie Irving d- decides he wants to go elsewhere based upon who he can pair with him. Uh, I can tell you that. Um, you know, D'Angelo Russell is that plan B. He likes being in New York City, but as far as the Phoenix Suns goes, his relationship with Devin Booker is an intrigue um, because their relationship goes back 
um, some years. And I do think that Phoenix will be is a young team that's a threat. I think when you look at young teams um, in the Western Conference, Phoenix is up there with the New Orleans Pelicans as a team of the future that they've built. And I think D'Angelo Russell will be that spark for that team. I think he could fit with that team. I would build a team around DeAndre Ayton uh, and, and Devin Booker. I think and adding D'Angelo Russell to that mix is, is a scary and exciting uh, 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 matchup. Well, at least on the offensive side of the ball. I don't know how much defense the three of them would be playing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, this is true. This uh, is true. Th- that being said, I guess, so I guess we, we will switch to the Nets for now. Um, I'm kind of on the fence. Uh, as a diehard Nets fan, you know, I love what D'Angelo Russell did for us this year. He was an unbelievable player. He was an all-star player. We saw the potential that we saw on draft day when he was drafted second overall. If you would have told me, what did the, what was it, the finals ended two weeks ago or a week and a half ago, if you would have told me three weeks ago that Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant were going to come to the Nets and that meant we were losing – uh, D'Angelo Russell, I would have signed up that up for that 100%. But now it's KD's going to miss a year, and Kyrie is a head case, which we've known. Um, you know, is is that I disagree? You, what happened? I disagree on the Kyrie Irving being Snoop a head B case. Radio. All right. Well, he's had his issues in the past. Let, let me. I'll put it at that. Um, Kyrie. You know, so Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. Yeah. You know, now looking at it, I'm like, do I want to waste a year with KD? Can they win in that like three-year window that they'll have? I'm still on the fence, and luckily I won't be here when the decision goes down, hopefully, on July 1st. But uh, it, it, it's interesting, and, and I, I just – I don't know. I don't know what to think as a Nets fan. Uh, today, Vegas put out that Kevin Durant was the – oh, I'm sorry, Brooklyn was the favorite to sign Kevin Durant. And uh, Vegas usually does know. They usually have a good track record of that. And obviously, if we sign Kevin Durant, we're going to get Kyrie Irving. I just don't know what to think. Uh, this is a first for me as a Nets fan. I, I, I hate the idea of super teams, but if that's what we're building, I, I got to get behind it. But uh, has there been, like, what I, I guess the question I have for you, Scoop, is has there been any links other than Kevin Durant coming um, I know you brought up last time we had you on that Kyrie, I'm um, sorry, Kawhi Leonard, his uncle lives in South Orange, New Jersey, and that, you know, there was a little bit of a connection to the Nets there, and th- that might be in play. Is, is that off the table now, or is there any other bit marquee free agents, maybe Tobias Harris, that might come to the Brooklyn? Um, I, I'll tell you that I had Steve Kyler uh, on the Scoopy Radio podcast, NBA writer Steve Kyler, um, who, who shared with me, you know, don't sleep on the notion of uh, Tobias Harris. Um, joining the Utah Jazz, uh, something cool. that Tony Jones over in Utah uh, tweeted about and was credited for. Um, Tobias is the type of player that can play for any team, um, and I think that's what makes him such a, a, a interesting intrigue. I think when you look at the Philadelphia 76ers this season, uh, I was at a Q&A uh, that Walsh had last week, um, and, and one of the things that Walsh said that I actually agree with was the Sixers have their hands full. They literally have three players that they have to sign this summer in Jimmy Butler, Tobias Harris, um, and J.J. Raddick. Um, and I know that Elton Brand has his hands full. I, I was texting El- Elton a couple weeks ago, and he told me, he said, man, I'm laying low until after the draft um, and until after free agency. And um, you know, hopefully he comes up for air in, in August. Um, but what I'll tell you is, 
when you look at the Nets' situation or when you look at Tobias Harris's situation, a guy from Suffolk County, Long Island, um, he would love to play home. But Tobias actually likes playing in Philadelphia. That's the crazy part. With all of the stuff about Jimmy Butler going on, um, Tobias actually likes playing in Philadelphia. And Philly had to give up so much to the Clippers to get him. Versus Jimmy, they gave up, the Sixers gave up stuff that they really didn't want. Like, when you look at the Jimmy Butler trade, who's the point guard that they gave up? I can't remember. In the Jimmy Butler trade, they gave up, uh, uh, well, they gave up Covington and Sharich. The point guard that they gave up. Oh, uh, wasn't Jared Bayless? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll tell you retroactively, and, you know, I was adamant about it. The Sixers couldn't move Jared Bayless in other proposed trades um, or even a buyout. Because he they he, they owed him so much money, and I've said this to you before. I remember that you know, if the Sixers were able to uh, buy Jared Bayless out, Jamal Crawford would have been a Sixer. That was the holdup. And so when you look at the situation with you know Tobias Harris and the Sixers, they gave up so much. You kind of want to maintain them to recoup what you got. So do you give up Jimmy? And I feel like Jimmy's the heart and soul of that team. So that's hard. But so is JJ Redick in some respects. Right. So when you look at the Nets. I mean, we, we we could go about this all day, every day. I mean, uh, Kyrie Irving is a native of West Orange, New Jersey. Um, grew up playing, um, or rather watching Jason Kidd, Richard Jefferson, and, you know, uh, Kenya Martin uh, play. And, you know, Kyrie once told me, you know, you know, about the days of Kidd, he said, you know, watching him was a pleasure. And he said, that, you know, his IQ, just watching the way he plays the game, not many people have that niche and that feel for the game. That always stuck out to me. He said that to me some years ago. Um, but, you know, Kyrie is a non-committal wild card just like Kevin Durant is a non-committal wild card. And, you know, I think that Vegas can be wrong too. And I think that when you look at Vegas a few years ago, 2016, when, you know, Kevin Durant went to the Warriors, I'm not sure where the Warriors were on that list. Um, but, you know, he kind of surprised everybody for the July weekend with what he decided to do. Right. Also think that people often group Kyrie. They I mean last summer people were grouping Kyrie with Jimmy Butler, um, going to Boston. And you know, I'll tell you that Jimmy and Kyrie are not as close as Kevin Durant has actually spent time with KD and uh, Kyrie um, at a party uh, in, in Charlotte during All Star Weekend, and we were standing together talking, and they were inseparable. Um, but their but their relationship had nothing to do with where they were going. It's more of this the fact that. You know, they have a love for the game, a respect for the game. And, you know, I, I think that um, what they do in the future, um, you know, we'll find that out in the, in the next, you know, in the next week. That's that's interesting. I mean, it, it's just funny how uh, so many so many different ties, so many different lines can lead all sorts of different people to to teams people might not expect. Like, I mean like just rewind even like two years ago i don't think anyone's thinking that you know brooklyn or or the clippers are going to be a huge free free agent destination uh in in this offseason especially for people like Kyrie, kevin durant Kawhi leonard those guys um it's kind of crazy how it all ties in and I mean, just since we're kind of on the nets and, and D'Angelo Russell a little bit, I have seen some things about um, if the Sixers can't re-sign uh, Tobias or Jimmy um, or even JJ, that they would also go for D'Angelo Russell, especially with the connection between D'Angelo and Ben Simmons. Um, 
Mount Verde Prep. They both went to the same high school. Yes, sir. And all of them played for the same coach as Kyrie Irving and Kevin Boyle. So, yes. Maybe we can bring Ben Simmons to Brooklyn and have three point guards. Uh, <laughs> if, right? <laughs> or we could turn him into a power forward that has handle, ball handling skills. I yeah, mean, it, it, it'll be interesting, man. You know, and, I, and I'll say that when you look at the 76ers, I was on 973 ESPN today, and I said, you know, when you look at um, Kimba Walker, I think he's a guy um, that the Sixers should be paying attention to because I feel I as like though um, he can kind of get Ben Simmons off the ball. I mean, when you look at when you look at um, the Sixers this season in the playoffs, uh, one of the things that I liked was uh, Ben Simmons playing off the ball with Jimmy Butler playing the point forward position uh, in, in certain stretches because you know he's Ben Simmons is six ten, but he can check the other team's best small forward because of his length and his shot selection, but. You know, in the fast break, you know what he's going to run. But in the half-court set, I mean, I watched during the playoffs him really post up certain – I think it was Siakam uh, yep. in the playoffs. And, you know, I, I was impressed with that that level of play. But, you know, I, I think this is a pressure year for the Sixers in general. Uh, for Brett Brown, who is on the hot seat, um, you know, they, they've brought in uh, Ime Udoka uh, from an assistant under Greg Popovich in San Antonio to Philadelphia. And he's a guy that's an emerging assistant. You also look at, um, you know, there's been talk of Avery Johnson um, being interviewed. And, you know, I know Avery for his days coaching the Nets. And uh, he is a fiery coach. And, you know, after his stint in Alabama, I know he was looking to get back in the NBA. So Brett Brown's got, you know, his hands full. And kind of needs to be watching, too, because all these lead assistants now are becoming head coaches. Yeah, now, you brought up Kemba Walker. And, Here's the thing. He qualifies for the Supermax, which is, I believe, five years, $221 million. If he leaves Charlotte, I think the most he can get is four years, $140 million, or somewhere in that range. Is there a possibility? I can't see him turning down $81 million. I know guys want to win. Guys want to play with other stars, and I get that, but I can't see somebody turning down $81 million. Is there a possibility that maybe the Hornets – just don't offer him the max contract because they are kind of in salary cap hell with their other players like Marvin Williams and Nicholas Batum <laughs> and Michael K. Gilchrist. Yeah. I mean, when you, when I, I talked to Kemba um, last summer and uh, you know, talking about this summer and everybody thought that the Knicks were just this team that Kemba was going to go to because he's from the Bronx and you know, you, you look at, you know, and he, and he set the record straight. You know, this is a team I've been on for seven, eight years. This is all I know other than playing in UConn and being, you know, being home in New York. Um, I think that when you look at Kimball Walker, I think this season in particular, both he and Damian Lillard were kind of blue-collar point guards. That kind of, Everybody was drunk on the, the Steph Curry train this year. And, you know, it's a combination of Steph Curry being hurt and, you know, the Warriors going through – their issues with injuries and drama within their locker room, whether that be it, you know, Draymond and, and Kevin Durant and more. I think that more people paid attention to uh, the prowess of Kimba Walker um, and those who watch basketball and know basketball know how good he is. But I think sometimes playing in Charlotte, it's easy to forget because it's not LA, it's not New York, it's not Golden State. Um, but I, I, I think when you look at Kimba Walker, I think that any any dollar sign he gets, if it's a max, he's earned every penny of it. Um, but I think at the same time. Sometimes to get what you want, you have to do what's never done before. Um, I, I talked to Charles Oakley a few months ago, and he said, man, we got to get Kimba back in here, man. They got to find a way to keep Kimba. When I told Kimba that, uh, Kimba was like, he said that. He goes, man, Oak is my man. 
Um, and, you know, they think the world of him in Charlotte. But at the same time, you know, if Charlotte is all you know, are you going to collect the money? It's kind of it's kind of like Carmelo's Anthony situation. Carmelo took the money, but he kept losing. And then right. he had the no trade clause in his contract. So it's like, okay, am I going to keep losing? Or am I going to go into a situation where I can win and take less money? You know, you know, quasi LeBron did that in Cleveland, where you know he took less money and went to excuse me, went to to uh, Miami and won two championships with his friends that he was drafted with. He came in with in two thousand three. Like Kim is going to have to make a decision. That's why to me, you know, Philadelphia is interesting. It's close to home, but at the same time, you know, you look at that Sixers team. What do they keep? What do they leave? Um, and I think L.A. is an interesting I- intrigue as well. Um, you know, n- not for what mainstream or popular people are saying, but, I mean, I really don't feel like he has to put so much wear and tear on his legs um, if he goes to L.A. and he plays with Davis and LeBron, you know. So I, I think there's a lot of diff- different factors in uh, situations that Kimba can go in. Um, I could tell you that, you know, Kimba has a comfortability in, in, in Charlotte because um, – he knows it, and also because he and Michael Jordan are close. He wears Team Jordan now, if I'm not mistaken. And his trainer, uh, who is also an assistant coach, David J. Hernandez. Um, so I, I think when you look at that situation in Charlotte, it's comfortable. But sometimes you have to be comfortable being uncomfortable, and maybe something new would work for him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, yeah, I've seen him with the, the Lakers. I just, like I said before, I just can't see that guy. I can't see a guy throwing away $81 million. I could see a guy throwing away $10 million like Kevin Durant did because, obviously, his off-the-court earnings are astronomical as well. So, you know, $10 million is $10 million, but $10 million to him, he can make it up. But it, it'll be interesting. Um, I know, like, everyone was linking KD and Kemba to the lake, to the Knicks, and now, you know, it looks like the Knicks are going to strike out, which I'm not too upset about as a Nets fan. I'm not too upset that the Knicks walk out. I... I'll say this to you about Kimba. Um, I spoke to my manager. He called me like a week ago, and he was saying how, you know, Kimba's a New Yorker, but, like, nobody really knows who Kimba is. And he said to me from a brand perspective, like, maybe a trip to L.A. will work in his favor because if he takes less money or if he's, you know, splitting time with guys, at least people will know who he is. I feel like people kind of know who he is, and I think the fact that you know the All Star game was in Charlotte this year, and that he had such a great season, people are beginning to become more familiar with him, his story, his brand. But I feel like going to a Philadelphia or LA, uh, you know, major metropolis city on both sides or both sides of the coast, that might be a good look for him. I, I wouldn't. I also I think people you know look past the Dallas Mavericks as a as a viable option. Uh, for for teams, you know, I I think that, you know, when you look at the Dallas Mavericks, uh, as well as the Utah Jazz, uh, kind of in similar situation, young teams, but they have the potential in the cap space to make some things happen. Um, what about teaming up with Luca and and and, and Perzingis and and maybe one other piece there? You know, so there are a lot of factors, and I think that those situations take wear and tear off his body. That's what I really am concerned about. Right. Yeah, and and. You know, it's interesting. I feel like every year the Mavericks are always like a name in uh, in free agency. Now, usually they get you know they don't get the the big fish, but they become a dark horse with with Kristaps coming off an injury, with Luca emerging as one of the great young players in this game. Um, if, if there's a like out of left field prediction for Dallas, do you see anyone? Maybe uh, I know like Chris Middleton's kind of been like, all right, if he leaves Milwaukee, he might go there. And I think 
Chris Middleton played at Texas A&M, I believe. So that's I see the connection. But uh, is there a ch- is there a chance that maybe like I don't know. Blake, Blake Griffin's not a free agent, but is there a chance, like, uh, I'm trying to think of a free agent right now, but is there a chance, what I'm trying to ask is, is there a chance that Dallas signs somebody that nobody expects? Yeah, I, th- I like two names out there. Number one, Malcolm Brogdon from the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, I think that he kind of showed up in the playoffs last year, and, you know, he made a comment about the city of Milwaukee recently, so that, you know, raised some eyebrows, but I think Malcolm Brogdon knows his worth, and you know, you, you look at Milwaukee as a, you know, close to Chicago, that's a team that could pick them up as well. Um, but when you look at Dallas, I really think Dallas has the opening for him to, you know, be special, particularly because, you know, really and truly that trade that, that Dallas made with the Knicks cleared up some room. It actually helped both the Knicks and the Mavericks. Um, I also think um, when you look at uh, Dallas Mavericks, another name that stands out, I feel like Al Horford is just at the point of his career where he can play for the Spurs, the Jazz, or the Mavericks. He just has yep. that look to me. Yeah, I, that's Agreed. a that's a great point. I actually, I could see that. I I the Nets have been linked to Al Horford, and I do not want them to touch Al Horford. I just don't think. I don't think he'd be worth the money at this point of his career. I you know I understand why he uh, opted out, but I think he's a guy. I think he yeah. I think Utah is a team to watch out for. Or you said Utah, right? And Dallas, yeah. Yeah, I said yeah. He, he seems like a he seems like a Spurs Dallas Utah type player. It yeah. goes back to my my premise when you look at um, when you look at um, Al Horford and his body of work, you know that he's transformative. He's like in the second half of his career. Um, you know his days with the Atlanta Hawks were great. I remember Ti uh, telling me, "Man, I, I salute." Al Horford for his years of service in Dallas, and he was disappointed, you know, when Horford left, um, or years of service in Atlanta. Sorry, um, he, and he said, you know, a lot. Of, he was a big fan of Al Horford in, in in Atlanta, and then he comes to Boston, and you know that team had a lot of issues um, this season. Um, and it's interesting because when you look at the Kyrie situation, you know, you made the point about um, just him and his, his attitude or what have you. It's kind of interesting because. You know, Kyrie's situation in in, in, in Boston um, was kind of similar to, you know, LeBron's role in Cleveland. And what I'll share with you is, you know, the reason why I think Kyrie gets a bad rap in Boston is because him coming from Cleveland, you know, he requested a trade privately that became public knowledge. And the reason why he left Cleveland is because Kyrie knew LeBron was probably going to leave and go to L.A. And so when you look at that situation in Boston, it's kind of mirror, mirrored or reflective because Horford's looking at that situation in Boston like Kyrie looked at that situation in Cleveland with LeBron. And so now you look at that situation with Horford, Horford's got to look out for him. The same way two, three years ago, Kyrie had to look out for him. So it's kind of like the Lion King, the circle of life. Horford. Right. I love that yeah. reference. You said you like that reference? Yeah, I love the I love the Lion King. I, I will never hate a Lion King reference. <laughs> <laughs> it's the truth, man. But I I really do think that when you look at Al Horford, I think Utah could benefit from somebody like him, Donovan Donovan Mitchell. Like you look at Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade benefited from 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 um, Shaq being his OG. Um, Donovan Mitchell could benefit from uh, Al Horford being his OG. And I also think that if you know they find a way, Utah finds a way, you know, to, to potentially get 
uh, Tobias Harris in there. Um, I think Tobias is just a young old soul. He would fit in immensely there. But I think when you look at the Dallas Mavericks, um, the Dallas Mavericks are dark horse, like you said. Um, I, I could see so many situations with Dallas to, to flourish. Um, and like I said, Kemba could flourish there. He could also flourish in Philadelphia. That's if he decides that he wants to leave the Charlotte Hornets. Yeah, and uh, it's interesting you bring up Utah because I, I know they just traded for Mike Conley. So you got Mike Conley, you got Donovan Mitchell, you got Rudy, Rudy Gobert. I mean, they're building a great, they're building a good team there. Uh, I think Tobias Harris would be a perfect fit there, and uh, I, like you said, Al Horford to back up Gobert or even play alongside Gobert. I think that that'd be an excellent fit. And San Antonio always knows how to fit pieces together with Popovich. So I think the, there's some options that are are good for. Al Horford, it's interesting to see where that ends up. Sure. I love, I I just love the potential fit of Malcolm Brogdon in like almost any team, to be honest with you. Like we have obviously for good reason, a lot of people are looking at the, the Kyries, the Kemba's things like that. But, um, I think like, I personally, I think Malcolm Brogdon is one of those guys that's like your, your final piece to a championship team the the guy that's going to be a glue guy and also be able to lead your team when the superstars are out while even when they're in and be that kind of steadying force i love the the idea of him on dallas another guy that can you know uh be a court general with luca on the on the team as well um i love the idea also of him with like if the Sixers could pick Malcolm Brogdon up I'd be beyond ecstatic uh I I think he would be perfect alongside a, a guy like Ben Simmons and especially Joel Embiid on those kind of pick and roll situations um it, it have you heard any other like rumblings about Malcolm Brogdon other than like you know maybe staying with Milwaukee or maybe going to Dallas like is there any rumblings of just like teams that people might not think of or even like the big teams like LA maybe? No, that's it. Honestly. Okay. Uh, or, you know, staying in Milwaukee and, um, you know, potential Dallas pairing. Okay. All right. Well, I think, uh, for the most part, I mean, you know, other than Kevin Durant, I think Kevin Durant's the only big guy we haven't really talked about. And right now it seems, uh, the options are staying Golden State or go to Brooklyn. I think the Knicks are kind of off the table right now from what I've read. Uh, Have you heard anything different with regards to Kevin Durant, or is it it pretty much a two-team race at this point? I think that when you look at um, the situation with... uh, When you look at the situation with his injury, um, you think a lot has changed, um, but certain teams are still interested. I can tell you that... You know, the Knicks still have an interest. The Nets have an interest. The Lakers have an interest. And, of course, the Warriors have an interest. It all depends on what Kevin Durant decides to do. Listen, he came into this season with a lot of pressure and a lot of expectation, and he ends his season hurt. And he he has surgery and sits in a, you know, a, 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 a New York hospital and then, you know, ends up staying at a, 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 a pretty high-profile hotel. I know where he stays in Manhattan for the summer, and so it's easy to shop in New York. Uh, but I actually think that his surgery and his injury has allowed him to sit back and think. Sometimes with everybody in your face, everybody having something to say, you don't have time to sit and think. Um, and what I'll tell you is, uh, I had a conversation with Kevin Durant um, in Charlotte during All-Star Weekend privately, and 
I thanked him first and foremost for helping my career. He told me, you're welcome. Um, <laughs> but what I can tell you is when you – I got a call maybe three weeks ago, two to three weeks ago um, from somebody who basically told me um, that pre-injury, um, Kevin Durant and the Knicks were a done deal. Um, this is the same person who shared the information with me last year uh, about LeBron James and the Los Angeles Lakers. That person does not know where Kevin Durant's head is now. Um, what I can share with you is that many people thought that Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving were a package deal going to the Knicks. I can tell you privately, Kyrie Irving does not have an interest in playing for the New York Knicks. I like to hear that. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean... That's interesting. Te- well, Kevin Durant, I mean, teams are... Here's the thing. If he comes back at 80% of what he was, to me, that's still a top 10 player in this league. Oh, and yeah. And teams are going to take that no matter what. You know, It doesn't matter if you're the Golden State Warriors or the Cleveland Cavaliers or the Phoenix Suns. You're going to take a top 10 talent in the league if you have the chance to get him. So it'll be interesting to see where he he, uh, he falls or where he, he ends up choosing. Um but as for free agents, I believe we covered pretty much all the big ones. Is, is, are we missing any, Alex? Well, I'd, I, I honestly just have a, a question about two of kind of, I would say like the tier two, two and a half people, um, just because I know two people that either decline their player option or, or the team decline their option in Julius Randle and Jabari Parker. Um, those are two guys that I think would be very good pieces on, on teams, uh, especially Julius Randle with the, the season that he had for New Orleans after he got out of, you know, L.A. and a lot of the drama that he was in with them. Um, and Jabari Parker just with his, you know, battle with injuries and everything, still putting up, you know, 15-5 and five a game. Um, is there anything surrounding them? Because honestly, to me, I haven't heard anything about either one of them other than the fact that, you know, the, the options have been declined. You know, it's funny. Um, Jabari Parker ended up signing with the Bulls um, last offseason, and it wasn't a fit from the start. Um, I took a trip to Chicago um, in October uh, when they made their grand announcement of their partnership with Zenny, uh, which I'm a brand ambassador for. And uh, what I can share with you is that, you know, Jabari, Jabari was so upset with his situation with the Bulls, he didn't even want to be one of the faces of the brand. Um, oh, wow. I'm going with Larry Marketing, um, as well as um, Levine uh, and some other guys, Robin Lopez, etc. Um, I actually spent some time with Jabari uh, while I was in Chicago, um, and he told me um, during a during uh, after he spoke at seven, 77 Project, which is part of Chicago Ideas Festival, um, that the Lakers, the Miami Heat, the Brooklyn Nets, and the Sacramento Kings all showed interest in him this offseason or last offseason. Huh. Uh, and, you know, he chose the Bulls, obviously, because he was able to go home. Um, when you look at the the Lakers this season, the Lakers were a team that could have used him when LeBron went out. Um, I also look at that Sacramento Kings team. I like them. Same. Um, I like them. I think that they have something special. They were flash. They showed flashes of brilliance. Last season, the Miami Heat, I'm a little on the fence about just because I don't I, I just feel like they're kind of stuck for a little, a little while post Dwayne Wade. Right. Uh, they kind of they're kind of stuck into a situation uh, with their center. And, you know, when you look at 
Um, Brooklyn, at this point, mm, I don't see him being a fit there. But, you know, Sacramento Kings team um, could could show some interest in him, I think, this summer. Um, and I, I think that when you look at his style of play, you know, a Spurs team could take interest in him. I, I know for a fact um, uh, that the, the, the San Antonio Spurs have been looking to ship DeMar DeRozan uh, quietly. And so, you know, you figure, okay, if you shop DeMar DeRozan and he's gone somewhere, do you bring in a guy like Jabari Parker, uh, who could kind of revitalize his career with, with, with Greg Popovich? I think he and Pop would actually get along very well. I think that Jabari has been very misunderstood. And then you, you know, you, I feel like Jabari is not necessarily in the same tier as somebody like Rondé Hollis Jefferson, who I reported the other day that the Pelicans, um, the Washington Wizards, um, and a few other teams I can't think of right now, I haven't had my evening coffee, have shown interest and expressed interest in him. But Jabari Parker is going to be a very interesting. Um, case study this offseason uh he averaged i believe 15.8 uh points and 7.1 rebounds uh in 2018 um yep. but you know, had a rash of injuries and you know here we are now right yeah I, I mean he's definitely one that you know really is flying under the radar um and I, I think he could definitely be a great piece that him going to the spurs i think would be would be awesome I, I do agree that him just him in that kind of system alone would be able to allow him to flourish a lot um and did you have you heard anything about Julius Randle's situation I mean if Julius Randle's smart because he opted out basically he's in the situation where if he stays he's going to be in the Lakers situation all over again do you want that right um you know the Knicks in their situation some argue you know that they were in a thirsty state and they signed Julius Randle but at least Julius Randle, I, I, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, many people have asked me, uh, what do I make of Zion Williamson? And mm-hmm. I tell people all the time, uh, I don't see the LeBron James comparison, but I do see him being somewhere between a Julius Randle or uh, a, um, a Blake Griffin. And so if that's the case, why would he want to blend in in New Orleans with Blake, with, with um, why would Julius want to blend, blend in in New Orleans with um, Zion? Right. Um, so, you know, you look at teams like the Knicks. You look Scoop at teams like, um, I mean, if 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 Kimball were to go, you know, to 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 another team, you know, because Charlotte's showing, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of factors there. You know, if there, if I'm not mistaken, Derek Favors is a free agent. Could Utah be looking at at at, at uh, Julius Randle as well? I mean, Julius Randle to me. Um, can, can stand in the league for a long time. I was very disheartened in his rookie year when he got hurt. Right. Um, but I, I watched him play in college, and you know he can run the floor on a flat on a fast break. Um, he can rebound. He can he can he can you know he can play tough. Um, there is something. He is a more mobile David West to me. Oh, I like that comparison. Okay. So yeah. let, me, let me. All right. So talking about Zion, I've been been loud in my. Uh whenever I talk about this, that I've said, I don't think Zion's the best player in this draft. Now, I think he offers the most upside, and that's given his athletic ability is unmatched. Do you, I know, I think, Alex, I think you have Zion as your, had Zion as your top player. Scoop, are you on the Zion train? Or, for me, I had R.J. Barrett as my number one player. I think R.J. Barrett's going to be in the NBA's rookie of the year. Oh, okay. I think that means he agrees with me. <laughs> hey, you can be rookie of the year and still not turn out to have the the best career. We've seen Michael Carter Williams. <laughs> yeah, Michael Carter Williams was a was a case of post Iverson, um, 
love affair with Joel and B, and, and here you yep. are. Exactly. Oh, God. <laughs> Is Michael Carter Williams still in the league at this point? Yes. Yes. Orlando, right? I believe so. I think he actually is a free agent this year. Yes, he, he was or, he was Orlando and now yep. is an unrestricted free agent. I I he's played with Philly, Milwaukee, Charlotte, Chicago, Houston and Orlando. That's yep. a that's a journeyman for a 27-year-old. Hey, he still hasn't been on as many teams as my buddy Chucky Brown. <laughs> True. True. <laughs> And it's crazy. I'm looking at his basketball reference page here. 16 points a game. The next year, average 15 points a game. The next year, average 14 points a game. The next year, 11, 6, 4. That's a, it's a steep decline. Usually that happens when you're 32, not 22. Yeah, right. How old is he? He's 27. Yeah. But I'm saying his peak year was when he was 22, when he was a rookie. And every year it's gone down and down and down and down. So, real quick, I just want to touch on one last free agent here, uh, Harrison Barnes. We talked about Sacramento a little bit, uh, talked about how, you know, I, I, I agree with you, Scoop. I really like that that team in Sacramento. Uh, love De'Aaron Fox, always love the way he plays. Uh, Marvin Bagley as well. They have, a, they have a really solid squad out there. Harrison Barnes, obviously, um, I believe he had a player option. The reports are that he won't. Uh, pick it up I believe um has there anything been going on with uh with Barnes I mean I I feel like he could be another guy kind of like the Jabari Parker that you know can come in and and be that like third fourth option uh and be a solid you know addition any team I mean he's still only 27 years old still put up you know around 14 points a game we saw what he could do with Golden State uh when he was in Dallas now Sacramento um I think he could be a help with many teams I, I especially like you were talking about Utah I think he could be a a, a big time addition to Utah now with Conley hurt you. and Mitchell he doesn't hurt you in the in the, in the um in the plus minus category and I also think he kind of solidified his his um his resume early on winning with with the warriors and now you know it's almost like you got to meet him where where he's at i don't know if this is a fair comparison but he reminds me of a taller sean elliott oh okay um and i and i think that when you look at you know his body of work is there um i mean he did help the warriors you know but then you know he kind of bounced around the last couple years and i think that you know i think that to that um Harrison Barnes, like Tobias Harris, are both looking for some stability with a team. Right. And I feel like next team that Barnes goes to, he wants to stay a while. You know, Utah wouldn't make sense. Um, you know, San Antonio would make sense. Um, I, I, Philadelphia would make sense. Um, because if you lose J.J. Redick, you know, could you go out and get him? I don't know. I don't know the numbers. But what I'll say to you is, um, you know, Harrison Barnes is not just going to go on any team. Like, uh, if if the Chicago Bulls hypothetically traded to get LeBron James tomorrow, hypothetically, then maybe Harris, Harrison Barnes will fit. But Harrison Barnes going to the Chicago Bulls at this juncture, I don't think it's just about money anymore. I think that's with a lot of these guys. I think it's about the right fit, and the money will be there. That's why Anthony Davis uh, didn't mind coming to L.A., because he realized that he wasn't going to get the face value in the wall until that time was done. And so I think Barnes is in that situation as well where, you know, he's trying to be somewhere where he can last for a while. Yeah, 
I, I definitely see that. I mean, I think, you know, all in all, I think free agency is going to be pretty exciting this off season. Um, as Mike and I have talked about before, there's the potential to change the whole landscape of the league with guys like Kyrie, Kevin Durant, Kawhi Leonard, if they decide to go other places, even if they decide to stay where they're at. So, um, I think that, you know, this off season is going to be a fun one. Hopefully, hopefully it's not, uh, too exhausting and you get to, you know, get your, your time on vacation early. Um, but, uh, I think that's it for us here. Scoop, uh, tell the people, you know, the socials, the podcast, what you got going on. Scoopy radio, uh, 3.5 million streams last year available on Spotify, Apple podcasts, Google play, TuneIn app, Stitcher app, or simply by visiting scoopyradio.com. We've had anybody from, um, the voice of series, Susan Bennett to DJ Khaled, to Mark Cuban, to Jim Hall Crawford, to, you know, a myriad of other people. Um, and, and also, you know, follow me on Twitter at scoop B Instagram and Snapchat at scoop underscore B. Um, and, and check out my work, not only as a senior writer at Basketball Society, but as a contributor to Heavy.com, um, doing numbers, making things happen. And, you know, I'm excited. Um, in July, I'll actually be speaking at Ohio University uh, on their diversity panel. And then going from there, and I'm actually uh, flying out to Oklahoma. I have a one-on-one with Russell Westbrook next month. Um, and, you know, doing some TV actually in Oklahoma City. All these breaking stories are starting to pay off. Uh, particularly yes, as Paul, Paul George and the rotator cuff. I caught hell for that. But, um, yeah, man, <laughs> where we are right now. Hey, I I love seeing the rise of Scoop. It, it's been awesome ever since I first met you. I mean, hey, it's been it's been a I, I know it's been a journey for you. So it's it's been awesome to watch. And you know, we always love having you on on the Atlantic Files. Well, I ain't dead yet. This is only just the beginning. I feel like Meek Mill. Wait up, hold up, wait a minute. <laughs> but I, definitely, man, it's the journey. It's cool to see to grow. I think a lot of times people just see the the rise, but people don't know the inner workings of the grind that it takes to get to where you're trying to get. And you know, glad that you guys are part of this journey as well. I'm part of your journey as well. I'm, this this is great. Oh, for sure, for sure. As always, thanks for coming on, Scoop. Thank you, Thank everyone. You, Scoop. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Make sure you guys check out Scoop's work. Check out the Scoopy Radio podcast. And while you're at it, check out Basketball Society Online and the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll catch you guys next week. Peace. Scoopy Radio. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 